What up, family? Well, 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 if it isn't Ty. <laughs> if it isn't Big Meat Eric himself. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Think Fresh, everybody. We're so happy to be here with you today. Wow, yeah, we really hope you've been thinking fresh uh, between today and Tuesday when our last episode dropped. That's right, we're very consistent thinkers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, not only do we think fresh, but we think different. <laughs> yeah we're special thinkers that's right especially uh big cheese eric big cheese boys what's good uh do you think uh what's up what's up ty i don't know i'm doing great today this is a great friday i'm thinking about drinking a beer right now i'm i'm feeling good if i was any better i'd be you eric oh wow uh thank you well you know what i think you should totally crack open a cold brewski and uh get her fucking go on her yeah rip one back yeah i just had a couple at lunch oh yeah oh nice uh what'd you have for lunch today what, what was on the menu uh well i went and sat on a patio today for lunch had a little a little pizza we, i went to De Beppe actually oh nice he's yeah. a patio pizza boy everybody yeah pizza pimpin patio pimpin you name it the Pepe, um, for the listeners, is a local pizza joint. They do uh, buy the slice as well as full pies. It's kind of a um, Roman-style pizza, like the thicker crust. Mm. Yeah, I would equate it to like a kind of like the same menu as John and Vinny's. You know, mm. they got some pizza, they got some pasta. Yeah, for the some... LA peeps on the on the horn. Yeah, West Coast gang. Um yeah, pizza and pasta and stuff. For lunch, they have some really good, like, sandwiches and stuff as well. I got this little, like, pizza roll thing. I, I forgot the name. I was, like, racking my brain before this, trying to remember. But it was basically this, like, it, it essentially looked like a pizza, but rolled. Almost like a sushi roll. Mm, it's <laughs> um, like a calzone. Like a really, like... I think you're describing a calzone, buddy. <laughs> no, dude. It was, like, if a pizza and a crepe were fused together that's what it looked like mm, like a foldable thin crust pizza more than fold buddy it's like a it's rolled it's like yeah literally like a sushi but um you know it was uh pretty thick and it was cut up into like these slices mm-hmm. i had one of those and i had this like really distinct um stinky cheese in there <laughs> mm. um and i thought that went super well it was like wow. stinky cheese thing. eric little stinky vibes oh that um, sounds like quite the, the torpedo right there though like yeah i haven't heard anything like that before with the fo- the fold yeah um it's kind of like not unlike how subway cheese is stinky but not in the desirable way no subway cheese is stinky because it's warm it's been there all day <laughs> <laughs> it's been there all day yeah yeah and they just spray it with um like aerosol preservative fluid. i think so i think the smell of the bread prevents you from recognizing the smell of the cheese old cheese mm-hmm. is a very very identifiable smell mm-hmm. yeah it the the smell is like a interesting combination between like um bad meat and good cheese <laughs> you know so like this cheddar sitting next to the salami creates this really interesting uh tornado of scent yeah totally the, <laughs> the cheese smells like a uh like an old farm and or just like like a really like gross farm and the meat just smells like a big fart so 
<laughs> like those two smells yeah. are gonna like totally overwhelm you but thankfully we have the bread to uh, uh kind of wet us up you know yeah there's a good chance that the glass partition there is there purely for you not being able to smell what's behind the counter wow i feel bad for the artist because all that scent is pinging the glass and <laughs> just coming straight back at their their face it's just spraying back yeah. at them <laughs> It might even be magnified because of its uh, concave shape. I think so. It's That's an offensively bad smell for them, I bet. Yeah. It, that's also another reason why they have that chemically engineered bread smell blasting at full volume. Yeah, um, crank that shit up probably, to the 11. Yeah, it's like the same as when you have a girl come over and you like light a couple of dip tea candles. It's to hide the, the smell of uh, sweat and uh, semen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit of foie de bois to cover that up. Yeah, a little bit of character, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what did you have for lunch today, buddy? Ooh. I actually, or actually, yeah, are you going to you have, have you had lunch I haven't yet? even eaten yet. I haven't even eaten yet. I've been debating between two lunch directions. They are similar but different. Uh, maybe you can help me make this decision live about what I'm going to eat today. Oh, wow. This is a... Think Fresh exclusive. You're going to get the chance to, well, I guess I'm going to have the chance to influence what you're going to have for lunch today and how how good or bad you might feel later today. Yeah. So we'll do it live. Okay. Option one is um, I picked up some sprouted whole wheat hot dog buns. And I think if I just slap a couple of those kale, carrot, Ikea wieners in there, I could just go to town <laughs> on a pretty healthy hot dog. Wow. Now, I'm a little hesitant to even bring that up because I have previously brought up hot dogs on this podcast, and I don't want to accidentally make hot dogs my go-to lunch option for the listeners or a primary vertical of my personal brand. So I'm a little little hesitant to proceed with this option, but I've never Mm. had a sprouted hot dog bun. Yeah, I mean, it's okay because, you know, you're a repeat dog eater, and there's a good chance that subway subs are literally just large hot dog buns so if anything it's very on brand for you to be leaning towards a hot dog in this case but you know yeah i I, I, I do like uh i'm I'm pretty inspired by actually how you describe that it's like almost like a dirty water hot dog but done in like a elegant way (laughs) yeah it's a it's a sizzling idea and i really appreciate you though making this connection to like the big subway is (laughs) <laughs> stole the notion of the hot dog bun and reapplied it to the sandwich making process. And I think that's really crazy. And like, kind of, they kind of fly under the radar for that. They just ripped off the hot dog. Yeah. I mean, it's why is the bread, uh, bread's connected at one end, right? Similar to a hot dog bun. It's really just the orientation and the scale that are different. Mm-hmm. And they call themselves a culinary institute, but they're just ripping other, other food off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I recall them saying that ever, but maybe they don't call them that. But yeah, I can totally see them uh, wanting to play in that world. Hmm. Yeah. So that's option two. Okay, that's option one. Uh, artis- artisanal veggie dog. Option two is, uh, dare I say, also sprouted. I have some sprouted bagels that are really delicious. They're also sprouted whole wheat. And what I would do with those bagels is I would top on some veg, some cucumber, some tomato, maybe some sprouted sprouts, some alfalfa, 
alfalfa sprouts and a little bit of like sprouted cashew cream cheese and get this like little little vegan bagel sammy going wow okay yeah and that sounds pretty fresh as hell yeah wow both make me think of subway immediately I don't know why. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I think my lunches on Tuesdays and Fridays skew more Subway-esque lately as <laughs> I am gearing up for these episodes. I'm more inspired to pursue sandwich-related meals. Yeah, this guy's got 12 inches on the mind. Looking, hmm, how can I get into the full method acting here and like, <laughs> you know, really live the part, live the role here? Yeah, can no you explain cap, to, I mean, uh yeah, can you explain to myself and our loyal fan base what sprouted means, like in the context of like a whole wheat bun? Yeah, so we've been throwing that word around a lot on this pod. So, <laughs> uh, sprouting is the act of taking any type of seed, including like the seed of wheat, and uh, it undergoes a natural process where it is soaked in water, in which case the spores of the seed begin to expand. They start to put out shoots a little bit and start to establish a new plant. And the benefit of doing this is that they absorb a lot of water. They actually generate more nutrients and become easier to digest. So you're getting a healthier, heartier meal experience. Oh, wow. So that that explains the higher price point. Absolutely, because they didn't just slap some almonds in your uh, smoothie. They actually cared for those onions for presumably a few days Mm -hmm. you know once uh at a friend's house i saw him like growing green onion in a jar (laughs) (laughs) and it it reminds me of what you just explained like he had a jar of water where he it looked like he had uh used up like 90 percent of a green onion and then just left the bottom part with the roots in some water and then it started growing some new branches like out of the side and i thought well this is like a really fascinating thing like what if you could do that with um i don't know other grains like some Mm -hmm. kind of grain and then you know you get you can just like multiply you don't even have to go to the grocery store you just kind of wait for your green onion to sprout or whatever it is i don't know if i would trust a green onion it kind of sounds like your man over there's trying to make a new novel coronavirus or something (laughs) i trust a nut hard shell yeah, black market. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, let me get a side of penguin. <laughs> it's funny that these like black market foods, as well as like weird vegan options, are starting to come together. Like, yeah. I'm... <laughs> yeah, you know that meme where it's like two like buff arms doing like an arm wrestle or like a handshake, mm-hmm. and then it's like on either end you have like vegans and then like. Chinese wet markets, and then in the middle, it's like novel rare foods. <laughs> yeah, it'll like, be like, like where they kombucha meet. or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kombucha brew on tap. Yeah, some sort of like sparkling blueberry apple cider vinegar tonic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something something Goop cares about. Oh wow, yeah. Speaking, I of, think Goop uh, is in the middle there. Wet markets, vegans, Goop is in the middle. Oh yeah, dude. If I can get some kind of like blue turmeric matcha latte and protect my uh, skin from uv and uvb rays then that's a that's a wonderful combination right there damn if you could do both of those things you could survive in la yeah <laughs> <laughs> the la starter pack yeah 
Yeah, um, go to Earth Cafe and go eat some some bread pudding. Yeah, what made me think of that was I went to uh, our local Harkin coffee shop and um, they, I saw someone get like a blue, it looked like a matcha latte, but it was fully blue. And I was like, very intrigued by this. I was like, what could possibly make this drink blue? And is there any functional reason for it? Or is it purely a marketing scam? Yeah, man, Instagram's changing everything. People are willing to eat the most unnatural food color, blue. Yeah. They'll do it for the ground. Yeah. Kind of like purple ketchup. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't catch on. Yeah. Although, it seems like something Subway would carry. I feel like they would have a bottle of purpley ketchup at the end of the, at the, end of the aisle. Yeah. Was that um, a candidate exclusive? Was that like a president's choice um, collabo? Or like, what is that? Where did that even come from? Yo, I don't know, man, but it is uh, gross as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. swipe left on that if I saw it on, in the grocery store. Yeah. What possessed um, our president to, <laughs> to uh, co- concoct this mess? Oh, shit. Real, real Canadian know. heads know, though. Yeah. If you know, you know. But yeah. I don't I don't know anybody who's ever even tried it, let alone bought it. That's probably why we don't see it on the shelf anymore. Short term shelf life. Yeah. Do you think grocery stores were the like original fast fashion? <laughs> maybe at one point, maybe during like uh, peak 90s, like or what? Wh- whatever generation was really into putting things in jello. <laughs> yeah. Jo- <laughs> the jello, jello generation. Cheese whiz. Yeah, yeah, those guys were the ones generation. who both yeah. invented and killed purple ketchup. I don't even hell. I don't even know who would buy purple ketchup nowadays. What type of person buys purple ketchup? Oh, just the thought of it leaking out of my sandwich. Yeah, like makes me want to throw up, man. Yeah, Damn. imagine you finish eating and your hands are purple and like your lap is purple. <laughs> yeah, man. If I saw that, I would want to go tell some Heinz CEO where to go. Yeah. <laughs> To our local sub, yeah, the way. Head to the way. Good old way, and Subway's been really a goldmine of content for us. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. There is so much to talk about. I and I keep learning more things every day. Uh, yeah. Get this: I learned about a secret order yesterday. Oh wow! Yeah, you want to hit us with it. Yeah, this is um, uh, Think Fresh exclusive. So there's a Subway sandwich order called the Feast. <laughs> dear god yeah i know it's it's as uh hard as it sounds um okay so the feast it is not for the hate of fate of hearts it's not for like any subway virgins this is this is for tried and true experienced subway goers essentially mm. bread of choice foot long you get every single deli meat so i'm talking turkey ham roast beef salami pepperoni whatever else is in stock that's the feast. And then you move over to the next section, every single veggie and your choice of sauce. So what it's really about is about maximizing your compound meats. <laughs> what that do you think about terrifying. that? Terrifying. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking of, uh, like, first of all, you caught me off guard when you said roast beef because I completely dismissed that as an option. Like, it's just <laughs> like, I totally forgot that that existed. Um, but yeah, dude, just the idea of combining all those meats a little terrifying but kind of into it like 
that's what I think that's what makes the BMT special. It's like when you isolate a meat, you realize like it's not as good as you might think it is. But when you mix it with like four other meats, then you know you're it, it gets lost in the group collective totally. flavor. You know, you just get like bonked in the head by a big <laughs> wave of sodium, and that's all you really yeah. feel. Yeah, when you're taking twelve inches to the dome, it's more about um, just being able to tolerate it and like just you know accept those 12, 12 inches. <laughs> I mean, I think like, I think this wouldn't be too hard on your digestive system. The beauty of this feast sandwich is that because it relies entirely on the deli meats, you're not introducing too many complementary flavors. I find that the deli meat section of Subway uh, is an extremely stackable section. Whereas if you start mm. bringing in your roast chicken or your meatball, those flavors don't play nice. Those are two like, big boys in the yard you don't want them to get too close to each other or they'll fight but in this case you got all the little guys they're ganging up together they're working together they're making something special happen for you Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting in a way the deli meats are more modular and potentially fit more nicely within the customizable arena that is the way yeah and you can even serve them hot or cold like they call it a cold cut combo but damn i'll toast that Mm mm-hmm Man, I love a good cold cut, like uh, just a random assortment of deli meats. Yeah, it's basic as hell, but uh, if you do it right with some mayo, some mustard, sometimes it's pretty good. I like it better when I have a cold cut with simple sauces at like an actual bodega or something. At Subway, it feels kind of like dead in the water. Yeah, I guess we're kind of leaning into the not so special uh, like ingredients list, though, you know? Yeah, it's like you're if you're mixing like a decently cooked chicken with their vegetable selection, you're kind of you're playing in like two very different worlds there. Mm-hmm. But if you're like just accepting the fact that Subway is your regular run of the mill fast food, you know you can kind of live with that. I think. Hell yeah, less less order guilt. So you're Hell spending yeah. like up to twelve dollars on a sub, and that's right, that's right, listeners, Canadian dollars. Um, you're, <laughs> you're kind of like, fuck man, I could have easily had something way healthier or something like actually tasty. Oh yeah. If you feel that monetary regret because you made the wrong call on your sandwich, that's hard <laughs> to live with. That's, that'll ruin oh, yeah. your day. Yeah. Kind of like my, uh, meatball extravaganza where that shit was fucking worst sandwich I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I, big sandwich should be embarrassed for making that for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you would think a restaurant with 44,000 locations would figure out how to make a fucking meatball sandwich, but <laughs> clearly clearly they don't. That, if they even serve one meatball sandwich per day, per location, that means they're making 44,000 meatball <laughs> sandwiches a day. Yeah. You think, think with this... that much output, they would be able to get it right. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this network uh, talks to each other? <laughs> is there like a Subway like Skillshare? I was always thinking about the, how the app should be a place for community. So the Subway app has totally dropped the, dropped the sandwich because it's all about just like a quick ordering process. We're not trying to speed up the ordering process at Subway. It's, it's, it's important to be able to do it live and co-create with your sandwich artist. I think the app, the Subway app should be about community. It should be about ex- sharing your sandwich, expressing <laughs> like, cool ideas you have about ingredients kind of like this podcast 
Um, but it's, it, <laughs> yeah. it kind of drops the ball there. And there could even be in the app a community space for artists and franchise owners. I love that idea. I think um, you hit the nail on the head when you said, like, we're not trying to order faster. We already, we're, we're a part of the ordering. So it doesn't feel like I'm waiting around. You know, like, that's literally the only fun thing about Subway is, like, you know, creating sandwich. Mm-hmm. So why not just, like, let people do that. Don't try to over-optimize it. But then let the, um, yeah, your, like you said, app be the social space um, of Subway. It could be the live fresh side of it. It would I'm be the live of, fresh. Uh, like, you know, on Spotify, when it tells people, like, what you're listening to, like, the app could say, like, like Ty's ordering a Beyond Meatball right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, socialize the sandwich. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And what a cool way to make an icebreaker. Hey, I saw you got the uh, chicken chicken sandwich yesterday. Yeah, how uh, was it? I'm going tomorrow. Too. Yeah, exactly. You can go try your friend's <laughs> subs. You could vote on subs. You can see which subs are like the most popular in the community and go try those. Great way to open up new sandwich opportunities. Celebrities can get on the app. You can see some celebrity sandwiches up in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like... This might be a far-fetched idea, but I'm thinking of a service where you could potentially pay celebrities to like have lunch with you. <laughs> <laughs> so like you could, pay... <laughs> yeah, you could totally like go to Subway with um, Justin Bieber. You know, it might be an expensive lunch date, but at least you get to see what the Biebs orders. Um, see if how sorry he feels after it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, who would you want to go to Subway with? Who would you split a foot long with if you could pick anybody dead or alive? Wow, that's a that's a very, very big question. Um, I mean, realistically, probably our friend Jason Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love yeah, to guy. see, uh, love to chop it up with him in line and, you know, get the live reaction, you know, real time. Um, in terms of like a celebrity, honestly, Probably Bourdain, yeah. another friend of the pod. I I would love to hear like, no, because he he's like very kind of like democratic and like normal. He's a normal guy, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect him to be too snobby about it and just like learn to appreciate this kind of the small things. Yeah, and it's also really give, important like, nice to have take. a have a like culinary enthusiast come on that journey with you down the line. Yeah, yeah. it's like we know Bourdain knows good food, but he's down to try like a dumb sandwich, you know? I think that's like a really beautiful trait in somebody. Yeah, I think he would uh, open doors for you. uh, And when you see how he works with the artists, you'll uh, uncover new tricks, tricks of the trade for working with other uh, people in the culinary industry. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, What about you? Yeah, great question. Um, my question. Ha. Uh, Papa Ty would probably want to sit down with someone who would offer me an entertaining dining experience. Someone yeah. who can uh, riff during the order process, but also sit down with me and critique the experience. So I'm going to go with friend of the pod, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> He's proven it out in his show. Boom, boom, cars. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> That that man can maintain a conversation of interest through a meal. He's done it for a few seasons. I think he could do it with me at Subway. So, Jerry, if you hear me, uh, bang my line. What do you think about that? 
I mean, it could potentially get very annoying with with Jerry. <laughs> I just I just imagine him like really going in on like something small and insignificant. I, I guess not very much different from this podcast, but I imagine he would be very much like, well, what, what's the deal with uh, sweet onion sauce? <laughs> I mean, it's is it is it even made of onions? Like, you only put kind of two olives on the sandwich. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he would he would like zoom in, zoom in on those micro details but that's what i would appreciate it because that's what we do on this podcast yeah I, like i said not very different from what we're doing but that's um, true more of the same yeah. kind of like um comedians and cars getting coffee or whatever it's more like podcasters on on bikes getting sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> uh something that both Anthony Bourdain and Jerry Seinfeld have in common though is I feel like if they were in Subway and they had the camera on them they both might feel inclined to just like jump the counter and get to work like pass me those thin plastic gloves yeah let let daddy get to work here and and make their sandwich themselves I just feel like that like if that was the case I I think they would they would want that creative control and I think they would see an both an opportunity for their meal and for humor to do it yeah, I, I would totally love to see that. Like Bourdain doing like a little um, parkour move over the glass partition, getting the thin gloves on and like starts sharpening this like $300 chef's knife. Like I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Jerry wouldn't jump it. He would just walk around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would try to use a celebrity to like get back there and then the sandwich artist would be like, who, like, who are you? Yeah, and then once he's behind the bar, he turns into a nasty boy with those vegetables. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that I don't like Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, I just imagine that, like, he would be, like, some, like, entitled little dude who would, like, really desperately want to get back there and, like, show them how it's done. And then the sandwich artist would be, like, not having it. It's It's like, dude, I literally don't even want to fucking be here. Like, why are you, like, inserting yourself into this, into the back, behind the, the coveted behind the counter? Yeah, you know? pick a different narrative, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get it. Like, you zoom in on small, weird things. No one cares. <laughs> we get it. Your show's about nothing. Yeah. Speaking of shows about nothing, we're coming up on time for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Are we the Jerry Seinfeld of food podcasts? Oh, fuck. I think we might be. Damn it. We might have to delete this episode. This is too real. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, Thank you uh, to all the breadheads who stayed with us today. It was a really great episode, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is what it is. So, you know, yeah, just remember to sign up to our OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. If you got say. nothing from this, at least give us some money and you can uh, check out our OnlyFans. I'll post whatever meal I make, whether it's the hot dog or the bagel. Yeah. Sadly, I didn't take a photo of my lunch today, but. Maybe I can uh, post some nudes instead. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of nipple. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of pepperoni. You get, you get me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. All righty. Uh, I imagine see. everyone here is male. Actually, it's pretty heavily skewed that way. So see you later, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Subway is for the boys. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye.